G'day! Welcome to On Minis Games. Hello and welcome to On Minis Games. My name's Giles Pritchard. And I'm Quinton Sung. And we're here to talk about what we've been playing lately. This one is a bit of a hobby update. We seem to be doing them a lot lately, but lots of stuff has been coming in the mail. <laughs> a lot of Kickstarters fulfilling and we've been getting those in the mail, trying to get them to the table. Yep. And to, uh, to assure both our partners and our own sad selves that all of that purchasing had been worth it. Yeah, it was it was it that it was all worth it. We got it to the table. It's fine. Yeah, it's and, fine. and they're awesome games and they're really well played. You should play them. Come. <laughs> they're fine. I don't want to. You're playing it. So, um, next episode, we're probably going to take a bit of a dive into some aspects of miniatures gaming, but this episode, since we actually have been sitting down to play a lot of these yeah. games that have been arriving, we're going to talk about, we're going to do sort of mini reviews of each of them. So, did you want to take the lead on one of uh, one of the games that you've been playing lately, Quint? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, recently received in the mail, um, Rising Sun by Come On Games, which was kickstarted a little while ago, and you're looking at me... Trying not to laugh madly because of the name of the producer, but we'll move on from there because we're mature adults. The company, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it's fine. Rising Sun. Um, call me or not. Call me or not is uh, written by Eric Lang. Mm. Um, a brilliant game designer. I backed it based on. I think we mentioned this before. Based on the minis, looking really good. Yeah. yeah. And the game designer never actually read the rules. Turns out it was a good choice. Um, I think we got it on the table probably a few days after I received the actual Kickstarter, read the rules, and it's been on the table four times now. And the rules, the minis are fantastic, which is always something to be aware of, but the rules are very, very tight. Mm. They're a very beautiful set of rules. They're not overly complicated. The game flows really quickly. It's a quick-to-play game as well. You're looking at somewhere, I think it's 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half to play the game. But that said, there is a lot of nuance and synergy involved with the way that you play the game. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely... Um, Giles, you've played it twice now with me. Yeah, two or three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and our group, little group has played it a couple of times. Um, definitely a game better with more players. Yeah, I think so. And it's a, it's a roving sort of area control mm. game. So... Um, you know, on on a turn, you'll there's a there's a bunch of different actions that yeah, you can, that you can take. So there's what there's I think there's eight actions in all. Four, there's there's four, four different actions, mm. um, two of each, and seven will get played That's in the turn. Is, yeah. So you pick you pick the you you take four of those random. No, my lie. There's five. So ten tiles in total. Yeah. Ten, so, ten in total and seven get played. So there's two of each. So five different actions. Yep. There's two, two of each. tiles uh, representing each action. Yep. On your turn, you take you you know they're randomly shuffled at the beginning of your turn. The first player takes the the top four of those and plays um, one, and then picks one to play. It puts the other three back on top. The next player takes four. Yep. Um, from those picks and so on and so forth. So that dictates then the actions that are taken throughout the game round. Yep. Um, and there are alliances. Yep. I think the... And it's one of the interesting things about it. So with the actions, um, the person playing the tile, or they're called mandates, gets a bonus for being the person playing it. 
so does their ally. Mm. So alliances are very interesting in that they can be formed with nothing other than the fact knowing that you're going to get a bonus out of it. And the way that the progression of the actions takes, there's only seven actions that are played, and it's a three to six player game. Mm. So with six players, one person per they set the turns are called seasons, and they, they are they're, um, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. One person will get to play two actions. So the alliance to that person, if you've got six people, mm. will be really, really vital. They they can they command a position of authority and power. And alliances are really important. If you didn't have one, so this, yeah. this mechanic, this uh, mechanism in the game is very similar to. Games like Puerto Rico, San Juan, Twilight Imperium. So it's got that sort of that history where you know if we take this action, everybody does X. Yep. But the person who picks it take also gets to do Y. Yep. That's the bonus. But it's not just in this game. It's not just the person who chose the actions. Yeah. It's their ally as well. And so if if you don't have an alliance, yep. Then you are going to get half the opportunities. Yeah. Uh, than the people who are in alliances. Yep to get that bonus on on any mandate. So it really is a fundamental aspect of the game, and there are real consequences to breaking or using betrayal to break alliances in terms of honour and those sorts of things. So there's a lot of little currencies in the game as well. There's money. Yep. There are the Ronin. Ronin, which are like mercenaries. And there's honour as well. And yep. honour breaks ties. Yep. Uh, sometimes you want to have an, a high honour because yeah. ties are broken in your favour. And that can be really important because there, there's a sort of area majority thing going yeah. on with both the 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 spirits, the Oni. Yep. Is it the, the, yeah, the gods. The gods. And with um, the the various regions, yep. if you are in a position where you break ties, well, you don't need to have more than the other player. You just need to equal have, them, equal them, and have the highest honor. But by the same token, there are some of the special monsters and oni and things like that that you can get that really benefit from you having lower yeah. honor than the other people around you. So there's a really interesting dynamic in that. And which way do you want to go? Do you want to have high honor and and, and break draws? You want to have low honor, which seems to be my. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's also the what the clan that you can the clans that you seem to keep getting. But yeah, well, yeah, it's, that that's it. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. we'll leave it at that. Right, not the fact that you're <laughs> honorable. You're very honorable. Oh yeah, good. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's interesting the um the way that that synergy works and mm-hmm. where you choose to be on the honor tree and how you plays how you play because. Being high in terms of honor, high or low, doesn't dictate whether you win the game or not. It really depends on how you play it out. Um, so the objective is to get the most victory points. You can achieve that through winning battles and taking territories, which are randomly that, determined every every season. That seems to be the biggest. So you get an end game bonus for the different province tiles that you've managed to collect at the end of the game. If yeah. you if you've got the same, if, you know, if you've got two or three of the same province. In other words, you take and hold Kyoto. Yeah. No bonus. Who cares? You, 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 all that matters is that you had it once. So you're trying to, in a way, you're trying not to build up this single uh, block of power in Japan. Yeah. You're trying to move your block of power around the board. It makes you know, the board taking, very dynamic. Absolutely, and taking those majorities um, where you can. And there's every turn, there's you know X number of provinces, but there's only going to be battles in so many of them. Yep. And so you you know you, th- there's that tussle between the players of wanting to make yeah. sure that they dominate in those specific areas. They become the the fulcrums or the focal points around yep. which conflict sort of swings. 
So it's very it's and also the fact too is you know and come into it movement's very limited. There's only two tiles, two mandates that allow you to move. So you know and certain things come. So there's also a god that allows you to move. There's also a, a faction that allows you to move. So movement can become and, and the way that the ma- order in which the mandates are played can be very very critical in stopping people from moving or stopping them from expanding. And mm. it's a very dynamic game, but. It's like I think a couple of our games have come down to the last the last bonus scoring because um, you get victory points throughout the, the game. You get victory points at the end for the number of territory different territories you hold. And, the, and is then it you, the, the then, winter cards? And then it? there are certain cards in the decks which are seasonal, mm. which you can buy through varying, uh, through varying mandates that give you victory points for things like having the most Oni, which are mm. the devil spirits, or having the most or having strongholds. Or having uh, the most, there's also virtue cards, so you can gain a lot of victory points that way, and it can be a big difference mm. if you've got a lot of those particular things. So if you've got, there's four strongholds that you can build. Each player has. If you've got all four strongholds, that winter card will give you three victory points for every stronghold, and there's two of those cards. So if someone, one of your opponents, is a bit silly and lets you get the twice. <laughs> it's a huge jump in points. Yeah. Um, so. It's a very dynamic game. We've seen swings. We've seen people who've got no points pretty much during the actual game come up and win yeah. based on their final bonus points. So it's, it is a it's a really interesting game. Yeah. Really enjoyable. Um, it's and it's quick and it which is. is nice. It's yeah. it really is only once you get a the longest I think part comes down to is not the process. It's us all thinking about where are we going to move yeah, our, our forces and yeah. where do we want to. Dominate, and where do we want to? Uh, and what what's the other player going to do? Yeah, you know, where are they else going to yeah. be doing? You know, it's that that bluff and double bluff and trying to second guess. Yeah, and, yeah, no, highly enjoyable. And the minis are, are fantastic. Oh, um, magnificent! The the Kickstarter bonuses, the the exclusive minis are beautiful, and there's a lot of them. Um, mm. and it brings a lot to the game. The extra monsters that you can recruit, extra clans. I think one of them was metal coins, which just are really. Oh, it's a awesome. really nice yeah. tactile feel, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just a whole heap of little bit of extras. So definitely worth the purchase. I think there's a few Kickstarters of it up available online. They're going for a bit steep, though. I think people are being a bit. No, oh, people do that. They do that, the don't price. they? Yeah. But if you can pick up a copy, um, I think um, uh, yeah, Cool Minis or not are going to already have it up retail mm. on their website for 100 US, which is. Pretty close to what the Kickstarter was for the base game, anyway. So it's not terribly a lot. And you more. get a good solid quality yeah, of miniatures and pieces do. and so forth in the yep. box, as well as a really solid game. Yeah, so. definitely, highly recommend it. Absolutely. All right. Well, the next game, yourself, um, yeah, is one of the one of the Kickstarters I backed. Yep. Um, is eight seven eight Vikings, and this is published by Academy Games, and it's a fascinating little game. This it too is, is uh, a kind of uh, area, area majority yeah. sort of style of game to some extent. The idea of it is that the, the the Viking hordes come in waves. They want to expand, 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 take over as many cities as possible. And the English, um, while that's happening, are uh, on the back foot defending as furiously yeah. as they possibly can. Then the the Viking impetus sort of wears out, yep. um, and the English come back and try yep. and sever the the Vikings' supply lines and take the cities back and so forth. And it really is all about holding cities at the yeah, end of the day. It's it's an, it's an interesting um, area control in that the Vikings are very much in a rush 
to start off with. They're more powerful when they first invade. Mm. Um, they have more troops. You're outnumbered as the English because your troops are not where you need them to be. It's very much that rush initially, and mm. they're trying to sort of stem it back. Um, and there's a number of different ways to win in the game. It's historically based, so you've got treaties that you can implement to... Wedmore yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, so it's that's it was a really fun game. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And the dice mechanic and it was very solid for, yeah. the, for the combats and things like that. It, it, what what I was really impressed by was just that feeling of you know the the Viking the, these waves of Vikings yeah. coming in, and you know being this unstoppable force. Yeah, it was. You know, I'm not saying that they, that's historically how they were, but in broad strokes at that period in time between sort of 800 and 1000 AD you know that that really they you know they, they their influence over that period of time you know they came in took yeah. over swathes of land and so forth so that aspect of it I really enjoyed you know that that wave of invasion it definitely felt like that dies back and then another wave of invasion comes yeah. in and and so yeah it was it was a really fascinating game I enjoyed it a lot I did I, I really enjoyed it yeah. um well worth checking out. And if you're a fan yeah. of the TV show Vikings, um, all of your favourite characters they make are an there. appearance at different points. They are. Histo- <laughs> historical or otherwise. <laughs> Whether it's historical or not. But, but no, yeah. it's, it's a, it was a really good game. It was game. definitely, yeah, really good. And up to between two and four players, I think yes, it was. Yep. Which is good. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Table. Well, I won. I, I won. Your you Vikings. Did. My Vikings. Again, historically, ah, just, they, can they just never, can't you know, fight. Yeah. My any time I take the helm as a as a Viking commander, and we've had this this ongoing thing with with um, Dutch Britannia and yep. two fat lardies. Any time I take the helm as a, as a, the Viking leader, they do appallingly. No, they do. They arrive well. <laughs> they leave, they leave well. well. It's the middle part they've got to work on. Yeah, the, um, that's so okay. Eight seven eight uh, Vikings by Academy Games. Well worth checking yeah, out. Yeah, definitely worth definitely worth the uh, the purchase. All right. Next we, one. We, we played this one. Now, we've only just played this one for the we first have. time tonight. Yep. The Kickstarter arrived, what, a, what, a couple well, of days ago? A couple ago? of days ago, yeah. Um, earlier in the week, it arrived. It's GKR Heavy Hitters. GKR stands for Giant Killer Robots, which just <laughs> should <laughs> mean that you should all go out and said, buy yeah. the game right exactly. now. Because that's just awesome. And this is published by Weta, Weta Workshop so and Cryptozoic. Yeah, so Weta Workshop's first miniature board game mm. that they've published came up on Kickstarter. Mm. I saw it and I will be honest, I backed it because it was giant killer robots. Yeah, and they look they look <laughs> like really cool robots. They, did. they, they look they like look the like s- robots we would design now. Yeah, they do. They they're not really futuristic, you know, humanoid gonna be moving, running smoothly through no no, they actually look like robots that you someone would walk out onto a battlefield right now like I think you mentioned, like the DARPA yeah, dog robots yeah, yeah, that they've yeah. got on on YouTube, you can see they look like that. They look like that sort of thing. They look yep. awesome. Um, you know, these stonking great robots, big guns. Yep. There's the support robots. Um, you've got big buildings around the place. Yep. Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah. So the- basically, um, it's the, the the aim of the game is so you have many factions. You each have a giant main robot, a heavy hitter, mm-hmm. um, which is your 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 basically your leader, and the objective of the game is basically to either destroy your opponent's heavy hitter or tag enough buildings to demo- just demolish them for scrap, and you do that by tagging it four times. There's six spots to tag on each building, and that's the objective. You've got to do four buildings or kill your opponent's heavy hitter. That's that's the core of the game. The idea it's a dystopian future, 
and we're salvaging these buildings for scrap, basically. Mm. And the reason you're tagging them is you put your little hoverboard on there to try and get more sponsors. It's it's, it's very ironic and yeah, very... Yeah, there's a little, little corporate slogan yeah. everywhere throughout it. It's quite hilarious in it's, that regard. It's I think it's, of... it's designed, the idea, the concept behind it is it's all televised now. This is, this is a it's huge a media consumer sort of yeah. you know, environment. Yeah. Um, which quite appeals to me. I think it's quite Amusing. ironic and yeah. funny in that regard. So... Yeah, you basically you'll have a deck which is also your damage deck for your, yeah. your heavy hitter, your your biggest guy. Um, and then throughout the turn you might deploy your sort of support units, you'll move your heavy hitter around and then you'll you know, you can attack each other with the cards in your hand. So that basically the it's one of those card activation kind of games. And then you'll tag your buildings. And pretty much every action you take takes energy, yep. which you have a limited supply of. Yep. And so you need to you know, um, deploying robots takes energy. Yep. Moving takes energy. Um, moving takes energy. Attacking takes energy. takes energy. So you really want to have a decision or have a plan around what it is you want to do on a turn yeah. because you don't have energy to do all of those things. Yeah. So it's a really interesting dynamic yeah. game. And I think it's going to be one of those games that is just going to be an absolute blast with four players and yep. having all the robots, you know, just knocking mayhem. each... Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just mayhem. I think that's... To be honest, I think that's probably the best way I, from what I've seen, what I saw tonight. I, yeah. The game, the two-player game we played was really fun. Um, I sort of had a bit of a lead in the early game. Yep. Then you came back. You took out a lot of my support guys and then, you know... I, you couldn't I really, tag as much and yeah, put you in the back foot. Yeah, I struggled to catch up then and you took it from there. So, you know, it was a lot of fun, but I just... I think it's going to be hilarious with four players. Yeah, I think it'd I think be chaotic, so. but it should be hilarious. Well, I think... And one of the interesting... So, you when you uh, start the game, you build your own deck of cards of 25 cards, which is also the damage damage count for your heavy hitter. Which I like. It's a yeah. system that I've seen before in um, a game called Middle-Earth Quest yep. where the more actions you, the more you do, the more exhausted you become, the more damage you take, what you can actually do becomes yeah. a, a very limited resource until you, you know, it, well, in GKR you need your repair robot to come and, you know, repair you plug and a few holes and, yeah. you know, patch a few, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> repatch the wiring through various things. Um, just you know, so it's yeah, it's a really interesting, yeah. really interesting game. I think um definitely some it's definitely a good game to have a look at. Mm. And again, it it's quick to play. I think not that that's the be all and end all with us at the moment, but it was a quick fun game. Yeah. And once we sort of that was us with it. I think it took us forty five minutes to about an hour to play the game. Yeah, um, it was the first time we'd ever and played it's the first it. First time we played from it, set so. up to pack yeah. away. Yeah. So it was really quick, easy to play, a lot of fun. There was a lot of variation. I think a lot of replayability because oh, there's so many different variables in the it. way you, can you build choose it. the different yeah, weapons. Yeah, you, you can choose, choose which weapons you, choose you want. There's four different types of robots, main robots you can do. So there's a lot of. Re- I definitely one of those games that's going to come back and back again and again. Mm. And you just cycle through each. Each robot has its different weapon systems, and you choose different weapon systems. There's a sponsor card, which the sponsor deck, which I really like, which just you get sponsor cards for doing cool things in the game. Mm. Um, and each of those gives you, oh. you know, various advantages that, um, you know, that can be extremely, you can have powerful effects on the yeah, game, but uh, really uh, make make for the, uh, a, a dynam- dynamism in, in the yeah. gameplay, yeah. And frustrating when and, you don't well, get when, that shot off. When you are poised to take a beautiful shot right at your opponent and then they play a card that basically jams your weapon. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> Phew. Fuck it, that one came in. <laughs> no, but it was it was good. It was, um, you know, and I mean, there were times, and I I played cards as yeah. well that were, you know, that, that were similar, and I, and for all of that, I don't think that it felt like it was too swingy. Like no. that card was where the game swung in your favour. No. It was sliding in that direction already. And had I got that shot off, I don't think it would have changed the course of the game either. No, I so I don't, I, yeah, and that's the interesting thing about it is that those cards they had the the dynamicism to the game and they had variation and and a little bit of uncertainty but I don't think it's something that's overpowered it's, it's a nice synergy that adds and it, it adds to the flavour of the game the fact mm. that you're doing really cool stuff so sponsors are going to give you extra and there's nice bits of fluff on all the cards too that give you a bit of story yeah I like um, the um, the quote is usually this sort of corporate tagline yeah. at the bottom of every card which is fun to read and the you have a set of, there's a set of pilots that have special abilities mm. and there's on the backs of the pie cards is their stories, a little bit of fluff there. Yeah, it's quite hilarious. You, yours was an MMA fighter or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, she, she at night was an MMA fighter. Or I didn't actually sort. read the back of mine, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know. So anyway, GK didn't do that much good in the game, but anyway. Well, GK Heavy Hitters by Weta Workshop. By I'm not sure if it's going to be, a, if it's on sale available yet. Sure it will I'm be. I'm sure it will be. It's definitely one of the ones, definitely worth picking up again. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. All right, and let's get let, let's get something clear here. There's 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 a, an elephant in the room. There and is. It, it's got a lot. You know, I, I don't want to beat around the bush. Quite frankly, you should be ashamed of yourself. I I can't say it any other way. <laughs> I had it. Nostalgia hit really hard. Um, anyone who listens to the channel will know that Giles and I have been have avoided Games Workshop. Well, the newer line of Games Workshop games for quite a while. Yeah. For a number of reasons, cost. We didn't enjoy the, the rule set. Mainly the rule set, I think, was a well, big problem a lot, for quite us. A few of them are quite unbalanced. Yeah. But, um, so we avoided it. I had a really, really heavy hit of nostalgia. Yeah. Right in the thinking part of the brain. Right in the thinking. <laughs> like a spanner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a brain. I, I got smacked in the head. I got a brain injury. Um, I had a hit of nostalgia and added to the fact that, you know, it's... it's, a, it's, quite, it's there's quite a few people in our area that play it as the well. Plant. You know. I bought back into 40K. Yeah. I bought an Imperial Guard army for 40k. You finally said it out loud. I'm glad. Yeah, I've admitted progress. it. Yeah, I've admitted it. Um, in my defence, it is an entirely tank army. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's always forgiven. Yeah. Well, it's tanks. Come on. <laughs> well, all your Lehman Russ tanks and your yep. sort of a mani- basilisks, basilisks and manticores. And um, so I have bought back into 40k. I played my first game of it today. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, again, the rules. Unfortunately, it's open to exploitation quite yeah. heavily. Um, it's not a game I'll probably ever go to tournaments with. Mm. I might do a few, but not really. It's just too easy to exploit. And and then on that side, the way that the tournaments will then deal with the exploit, I don't agree with. Yeah. So, in what way? Um, well, the problem I have, and this is probably going to come up later on when we, if we talk, ever talk about tournaments mm. um, in depth and, and the way that you score them. So... They tend to put a high emphasis on thematically building and sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. I, the problem is, is that people who don't win a game generally don't enjoy it as much. So, will not score their opponent well on sportsmanship because they didn't enjoy the game. Fair mm-hmm. enough. If you walk onto a table, you and don't you get, kill anything and get, wiped, and get yeah. smashed, you're it's not usually gonna, not a fun game. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, your opponent may be the nicest person in the world. Yeah. You know, they let you take back that move. Yeah. They let you, you know, they gave you the hint, oh, don't forget to shoot that, or don't forget to move that, yeah. or, you know, oh, that's okay, don't worry about it, you know, that's, uh, yeah, don't worry, that's close enough, it's fine, just take the shot. That's a good sports person, yeah. despite the fact that they tabled you. Yeah. 
And we do tend as a, you know, it is a human predilection to remember those things that went badly for you. Yep. So that kind of thing frustrates me a little bit. Mm. I don't disagree with the idea of sports people, sportsmanship awards and how yep. it just frustrates me. So 40K, I enjoyed the game. It was good fun. I played, played against one of the local guys who's a staunch 40K. Like he's, Advocate, he's, yeah. he loves his 40K and that's great. Definitely go back down to the club and play it. I mean, I got a bit frustrated building like eight, nine tanks in the space of a week. Mm. My eyeballs were hanging out of my head and I was <laughs> sick of plastic. They look good, though. They do look good. And this is the thing. They make, they make nice beautiful models. models yeah. They make nice models. And if you can afford it, yeah, sure. Have a go. It's a fun. It's it's what I would call that 40K is a game that the enjoyment is dependent on an agreement between the people playing of how to build your lists. It's a, it's a very beer and pretzel style yeah, of game. And, you yeah. need to be, and it needs to be played with that, um, with that, frame of mind mm. you know lists need to be built with that frame of mind yeah, because as yeah. you said if you, if you build that list that is you know well that's, that's what happened today my list was built and I actually posted my list online mm. to the club before I took it down so they knew what I was bringing and my list was written it was supposed harder than the, my opponent's list and I won not relatively easily but I won mm. there was some comments made that it was a harder list than his list and I think that's the part of the issue with the game is mm. that there's this view of what's a hard list and what's not a hard list and, oh, you shouldn't bring that because that's not as nice as my list and that's why you won that game. And yeah. So, yeah, I think 40K is very much an enjoyable game as long as you're all on the same level with your, your playing opponents. I think with, with a lot of miniatures games too, there is this dichotomy of this idea that when you go to play, you know, um, that, that everybody's playing for, you know, that there needs to be a commonality of understanding. Mm. And it might be the same with, with role-playing games yep. as well, um, that we are playing a fun game that, you know, the lists might be unbalanced. I've just taken the models that I like the look of. I yep. haven't put a lot of thought into it. I've taken something that's thematic, even though it's not the best option. That's one style of play. And then the other style of play is to say, you know, to build a really tight list that does a specific role, it does it yeah. really, really well. Because um, you know, I, I really want to test the the what can be achieved yep. through the mechanisms of the game and and so forth. And neither of those are wrong ways of no, doing no, things. No, no, definitely not. And neither it, one is better than the other. They're just different ways of playing. The problem comes when there is that unspoken expectation that everybody's yes. going to be playing according to the one set of parameters and somebody comes along and starts playing by the other set of parameters. That can that can cause there that, needs to that, be that clarity. Yeah. I think they're very much the So the issue... miniatures games are very, very prone to that because mm. the because you you know, with a with a with a board game you're given the pieces and yep. you're given the rules and this is how you work the game. With a miniatures game, you pick the pieces and therefore the rules that apply, you know, yep. the, the, the way those rules will be implemented on the table. And as a result of that, you can you can optimise, yeah. I think, to a greater extent from the start than with, say, a board game. And that comes down to it. I mean, I struggle with this sometimes. So what I would consider an, a, a friendlier list, mm. maybe not as friendly as they'd like me to. And this is part of the problem is that, when I look but you at, really enjoy that aspect of list building. Yeah, you know, and that's I mean, the problem I have. You spend a lot of time building different lists and thinking about different, you know, things, and and you derive a lot of enjoyment from that aspect. Yeah. Well, the, and that's the problem is that they go build a friendly list. Okay. Well, on what scale? Yeah. How do where, you define that? Where's the friendly? Is the friendly where I just bring 
you know... Smurfs. Yeah, or is friendly where I don't build a list that I would want to take to a tournament where it's all about just building the most powerful list I can. Yeah. It's just taking it a step back from there. Mm. I think that's one of the problems I have is that not, I need... I'm not sure where to plant that yeah, flag. Yeah, where do you plant that flag? I need a set of guidelines. People go, okay, well, just don't be a mean. Well, what's mean? Mm. For for me personally, bring the hardest list you can. So this is this is this, and, and the problem is, you know, I use the word dichotomy before. Yeah. It's really a, it's really a spectrum or a sliding scale. Yep. Um. And and you know, there can be there can be big issues between players and in within clubs if yeah. there's this, you know, and, and often you know with games and with game groups and and you know groups of people in general, there are unspoken. Um, expectations, unspoken rules. But see, the thing know? is, when it comes down to, it, I think one of the key things that maybe cl- that clubs should try to do is not they're not don't make them unspoken. Mm. They should be spoken because the more that you speak about it and go, right, this is what the expectation is. This is what we all want to play like. Yeah. Well, then people can accommodate to that. But so, then you've got to also do the turnabout because I think one of the frustrations I had when I was at the club at times was that you're constantly playing to that level. Mm. Well, that's fine. I'm happy to do that. But you don't get as much enjoyment out of doing well, that as you do the other. Because day. I I love building optimized lists, mm. and you know, you, you. This is one of the things we came about a while ago when we talked about tournaments and me bringing lists that are horrendous to tournaments. Mm. That's my one opportunity where it's almost allowed. Yeah. That I'm allowed to come and go. Right. Yes, I'm it's horrible. Go, I'm going to try and murder ball everybody. It's 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 horrible. Yeah. It's really horrible. Mm. Hang on, the aim is to win, yeah, isn't it? And and, and that's another thing that we can go but over another time. That's not always the case. People still to turn up to tournaments with that expectation that it's all going to be, you know, that the army lists are going to be, but, you know, but, different but, again. And yeah, and, you and, know. But anyway, so I bought into forty k. Yep, I've bought an Imperial Guard tank, tank army. Tank army. Yep. Um, I thought there was going to be more restricted and harder to for me to be competitive with it. Apparently not, because I've. Gone to myself, no infantry. So, literally, yep. no foot characters. I can't take anything that is not a armoured vehicle. Right. That's it. No flyers, no... F- yeah. So, I'm li- limited to tanks and mm-hmm. artillery pieces and walkers and stuff like that. So, it means, like, I can't achieve... One of the missions, I can't achieve the objective at all. Yeah. So, I've limited myself in that way. I thought it was going to be more limiting. Apparently not. Maybe I'll find out in the, in the future that it will be. Mm. Um, I've only played one game. Um, so we'll see how we go with that. But yeah, hopefully I'll get them painted. I've chosen a scheme that hopefully will be okay with the airbrush. Yeah, quick, mm. quick and easy. Quick and easy, maybe. Mm, so. Maybe not. <laughs> it always gets worse, doesn't it? So yes, so I've brought back into 40k. I've played one game, and hopefully we. Uh, I'll treat it as a fun, yeah, fun game to get a few more war games in. Yeah, yeah. Because the yeah the club's gone a bit towards the 40k direction which is fine because there's a lot more of them mm. and yeah we the the ones who were playing infinity or whatever couldn't get in and so it, the dynamic of the club changes and that's fine yeah that's what happens and yeah. you got to change it's got to change otherwise it just dies out yeah exactly and that's so. that's the, that's sadder than you know you know so, yeah exactly yeah. yeah doesn't matter whatever we'll play what's fun so yeah that's that's that. No, it sounds good. And I like the, um, as I said, the, the, the look of all of the tanks and things like that. They look good. Yeah. Phenomenal. So. Yeah. So, I just got to maybe get a few more so that I can go to go to my my opponent who who said it was a hard list, go, right, let's bring a really hard list. 
You thought you saw cheese before. Well, let me show you. Yeah, let let me open the fridge. Great eye. That's right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, this is high quality cheese. Ah, uh, beautiful. All right. Well, we've hit our. I think we're going to say hit thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, that's sort of sitting that's in good, that, yeah. that mark. So that's what we've been playing lately. Hopefully, next time we come back, we'll be talking about something specifically related yep. to uh, the miniatures games hobby. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking about talking about you know the, the well the miniatures games hobby as a as in general. So. Uh, it should be good fun. Yeah. In any case, until next time, I'm Giles Pritchard. And I'm Quinton Sun. And if you'd like to get in contact with us at any stage, you can email us at onminisgames at gmail.com or you can find us over at the Inverse Genius website. You've been listening to On Minis Games. On Minis Games is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License. Oh.